Hey everyone, this is a bonus episode of Konzenshu, the podcast, and it's a special bonus episode because it has nothing to do with Dragon Ball whatsoever. Uh, it's actually a little meta. It is a podcast about podcasting. This is a panel that myself, Mike, and Julian did at Castle Point Anime Convention here in New Jersey in April 2019. Believe it or not, despite the fact that we've been doing a podcast since 2005, I think this is the first time that we have done a panel at an anime convention about podcasting. Uh, we greatly enjoyed it. Thank you so much to everyone who came out. Uh, we had some good reactions to a lot of the stuff we were talking about, a lot of notes being taken. Uh, we had some great follow-up questions after. So what you're going to hear here is basically the entirety of that panel from Castle Point Anime Convention. And if I can, even though the audience wasn't mic'd up, I did have a microphone in the back of the room. So maybe I'll cut back and forth and hopefully you can get some of those follow-up questions because I think they were good too. If you like what you hear and you've somehow gotten to this independent of anything else that we do. You know, you saw this reference in some guide somewhere about podcasting. Uh, my name is Mike. I run a website called Konzenshu, www.kanzenshuu.com. We talk about the Japanese comic and cartoon called Dragon Ball. And as mentioned, we have been podcasting about it since 2005. So maybe I know a little thing or two about podcasting. I guess that remains to be seen. So enjoy this bonus episode and uh, we'll see you next time for the next regularly scheduled episode of Con sends you the podcast. So, without any further ado, here we go. So, this is uh, podcasting tips and tricks, and I just want to let you know that uh, I spelled N wrong before the panel. I only had one apostrophe instead of two, and it was going the wrong way. And Mr. Copy Editor over here made me correct it uh, before we came to the panel. Uh, just like our last panel, the Dragon Ball panel, I, I had to include a title for the panel, and I didn't really know what to call it. But uh, if I really had to call it something, I would call it, please do more good, long, more good. That's a real phrase, right? Long form anime conversations online. Uh, I am a fan of podcasts. I happen to do them as well. But uh, I love listening to people talk about things that they know and that they enjoy and that they are, if not experts on, then uh, aficionados of. Uh, my name is Mike. This is Julian over here. Uh, I just want to briefly tell you who... Tip number one, don't hit the microphone while you're recording things. <laughs> uh, who are we? So uh, we started our podcast in November 2005. Uh, we run a Dragon Ball website that I have been doing since 1998. Was anyone here born after the year 1998? If so, do not raise your hand because that scares me when that happens. The uh, website is older than some people who visit the website. Uh, in, in 2005, podcasting was becoming a thing. Uh, I didn't really get it at the time, but I was looking for something new to do with the website that would uh, maybe attract a, a different audience, a new audience, uh, further engage, get a sticky audience with uh, the people we already had. Sean, are you still playing Smash Brothers while we're doing the panel? Okay. Are you lying to us? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yes. Um, I, I just wanted to do something new. Uh, Julian here, were you already in Japan at that point? Or were you I going? Was, I was getting ready to go. I was in yeah. my, uh, the semester before I studied abroad. It okay. was when we started. All right. And does, does anybody here need a primer on what an iPod is? Just, just to get that <laughs> out of the way. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. uh, and so Julian and I, who we, we work together on the website, we have been doing so together since 2003. Uh, that's when I brought Julian on, actually 2002. Uh, and so a couple of years into it, we're like, all right, we, we enjoy talking to each other. We, we know a lot about what we know about, which is Dragon Ball. We want to share that with people. Uh, and, and so we did. And we started in 2005. Do not, you can absolutely go back to the archives and listen to episode one. If you do that, I am so sorry. Do not go back and listen to episode one of any podcast ever. It's a horrible experience. Uh, it took about 100 episodes before I realized, oh, yeah, don't go to Radio Shack. That's bad. Uh, <laughs> but they're all available online. I'm a firm believer in uh, what you produce speaks for itself, speaks for you, and should always speak for you. Uh, your opinions can and will change over time, but you know it's a historical record of where you were at that point in time. Uh, and so while I'm thankful that a lot of what I wrote in 1998 is not still online, everything that I've said online since 2005 is still there. Uh, we, we say we're a weekly podcast. We try the best we can. Julian's got three kids. I have, of course, my family as well. Uh, Heath, who works on the site with us, also has two kids uh you know it's it's busy lives but we we do what we can when we can uh and we truly enjoy what we do and that is talking with each other about the stuff that we enjoy and and sharing that with people so let's forget about all that dragon ball great so speaking of radio shack here is our <laughs> humble beginnings i decided i wanted to do a podcast i had no idea what any of that actually meant i knew i needed to get audio into my computer somehow so i went down to radio shack that radio shack no longer exists and I thought what I saw was a, a mixer and some microphones. And I said, all right, this is going to go into my computer. And it sure did for about 100 episodes. And uh, I'm really sorry if you go back and, and listen to that. I remember that mixer. Yeah, I still have it. As This is a recent picture. This actually isn't an old picture. I had to dig it out of my dungeon, but it, it's still there. But it got us going. And that was important. It was important for us to just start talking and figure out how to do a show podcasts were still so new at that point that they were really only in Apple's directory and people who knew what an RSS feed was could throw it into some separate software, but it was still so new. There weren't really any guides on how to do this. If I knew to look up, you know, make your own radio show, that would be something I could look up, but I didn't really understand that that's effectively what we were doing. So, you know, I just figured it out over time. And here's a photo from my apartment many years back. You see that old mixer daisy chained into this mixer going to two separate microphones, going to two separate computers. Julian and I would record over Skype when he was in Japan. And I didn't really know how to handle that. So I had my audio go into one computer and that computer went audio out to another computer, which would then record both audio tracks at the same time. That was insanity. I didn't need to do that. There was no reason to do that. But I didn't know. I had no idea what I was doing. And I just figured it out over time. And uh, these days, this is my basement. This is what it looks like. Uh, I have microphones strewn about all over the basement. Most of the time, I'm still talking to myself and Julian online. Uh, you're... Northern New York. Northern of me, about what, five, six hours? Yeah. So no. I, I say New York, and most people think, oh, you must be right near the city. No, no. When I say upstate, I mean way upstate. Like, like that's Canada. <laughs> like, yeah. Literally, you can see Canada from my house. So when we record, it's, it's still separate. Uh, and then, all of, of course, all of our friends online that we bring in to talk about things. It, it's difficult to get everyone in the same room. Uh, that's a really good dynamic, and we'll talk about that. But I say that all to say, forget about equipment. Equipment is not important right now. Uh, we are going to talk about, well, what is a podcast? <laughs> 
to me, a podcast is someone who really, really enjoys what they do and what they know about and wants to share it. Maybe they're an expert, maybe they're not, but they have some enthusiasm. Um, that's what keeps me listening. So I kind of want to pull you guys right now. Uh, do you listen to podcasts? Raise your hands. Do you listen to podcasts currently? What do you like about them? Uh, what gets you out of bed in the morning to, to listen to shows? Sort of over here. Um, well, I really only listen to Cosmic You. Um, yeah, so I, I, I guess in the, mail. the <laughs> <laughs> I guess like the in-depth discussions, um, a lot of the stuff that, that you guys talk about, at least um, recently, it's not stuff that's on the website yet. Yeah. So oftentimes I learn something that I didn't know, and so that's what I'm looking for in a podcast, I guess. Cool. Well, you guys in the back, what are you listening to? What What keeps you listening? Um, I listened to a bunch of things, and it started because I worked alone, so it was like yeah. nice to hear a human. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talking, otherwise, I was gonna lose my mind. Yeah. Um, but it also like it keeps me like awake while driving because it keeps my mind thinking mm-hmm. on like whatever topic. Yeah. Um, but I listen to like a wide array. Sure. I have an hour commute myself to work and that's my podcast time. And people are like, oh my God, you drive an hour. How do you do that every day? Well, I got my podcast friends to keep me company every day. How about you guys up front? You, you listen to stuff? What, what do you enjoy about listening to shows? Um, from podcasts, I like to listen to people's experiences. Yeah. Listen to talk about news, hearing opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just getting a different take out there on things. Awesome. To me, early on, I was like, well, what's the point? You know, radio's dying. Why am I going to suddenly now listen to you know, amateur level radio? That doesn't make any sense. So why would I do that? You know, we've transitioned into downloadable music. I have millions of songs at my disposal. Why am I going to waste an hour listening to people talk instead of listening to an hour of music? Uh, it, and it didn't take long when I started listening to shows to really figure out what the what the power of this was. How about you? What what got you into it? You know, obviously around the time that we started it as well. Well, for one thing, it was you know an excuse to talk with friends. For one thing, yeah, uh, being on the recording side, of course. But uh, in terms of the content and the things that I listen to, it's things that I enjoy, um, things that I'm interested in learning more about, but also yeah. just. Um, hearing the passion that other people have for subjects that maybe I didn't necessarily know about or right. hadn't previously been interested in. It's not just an intellectual experience, but it's almost an emotional one as well. Yeah. And um, even at an amateur level, that can really come across to a point. Yeah. And we'll talk about how to make yourself the most... <laughs> uh, appealing version of of yourself of yeah. yourself that you can for right. this uh, particular medium so let's get into it so who are you and who's your audience think about you know i want to do a show what does that mean so you can kind of go with a couple uh, different routes here who are you maybe you're a fan of a single series maybe you're a fan of a single author um audience for that would obviously be existing fans of that series or that author. Maybe you're already a writer. You do a blog somewhere. Uh, you may have an existing readership that you can then branch off of and, and go in that direction. Maybe you're doing videos online and videos are different from podcasts. It's a totally different beast. Same kind of thing. You can expand from that existing audience. But if you do videos, there's an entirely separate audience who does not watch videos that wants to listen to things. You will also have the people who will play YouTube videos like at the gym in the background, they're listening to them. But podcasts are a totally different experience too. Uh, Maybe you're just a general enthusiast. You don't really have a focus, 
but you can get some drive-by listeners who are just looking for whatever you happen to cover. They're going to search that out, plus podcast. You get friends as well. You can kind of get them as your, your first audience. Uh, maybe you want to interview people. And who's the, the audience for that? Obviously, the people who are already fans of that person. Um, we're going to talk about interviews in a little bit. And maybe you just want to talk. Well, the audience for that is someone who just wants to listen. <laughs> you already said, you know, I just want to be kept company for a while. I'm working all by myself. I need some voices in my head. Uh, we all have that. And you want other voices in your head, not your own voice in your head. That gets <laughs> a little weird after a while. Uh, but just start. You will grow and your audience will grow as well. Let's talk about the format of shows. You can choose one. You can choose two. You can choose a billion, or you can choose none of these. You can do something entirely different. It's your choice. And that's kind of what the, the power of a podcast is. Uh, you could do something like a sequential or a chronological review of something. Uh, we went through the entire Dragon Ball manga beginning to end as something in addition to everything we were already doing. It's a very popular format. You know, start at episode one, chapter one, just go through it. And I, I want to say that it's like we built some of the biggest audience on the show doing that. Yeah, it's it's amazing how some of those review podcasts, even if it's material that people already know, yeah. people um, don't want to relive it. Tune, tune in is, is the wrong word because it's not an actual radio, but yeah. um, people, they listen um, to go through sort of the same beats as a, almost a, a a vicariously communal for sure. experience and also to get somebody else's point of view on something. Yeah. I, I know um, he doesn't do podcasts, but he does uh, reviews on YouTube is uh, Lance, yeah. Mr. Fusion, who uh, goes through the, the Dragon Ball manga that way and um, analyzes the story from uh, a perspective of writing and yeah. and um, the story beats, yeah. as it were. You, know, you can choose individual things. You could do a movie here or there, or you don't even review things. You don't have to review things just because you're doing a podcast. You can discuss the in-universe information from whatever series or movie you're doing. You could do historical research on something. Who are these people? Who are the people that created the thing that you're talking about? What are the things they said? Uh, what was the context for the, the time period that they created? That's something we enjoy more than anything else is really, all right, this person in 1983 said this thing. The next month they drew this thing, and this is the thing they referenced. And you don't always get that out of simply reading the comic or watching the show itself. You, know, you got to go a little outside that. Uh, and that takes effort. And it, and it helps to have someone who's willing to do that legwork for you. Uh, please don't just read Wikipedia. That, that's not how this works. <laughs> do your own research. Uh, but maybe there's uh, some other specific focus across different properties and media you want to do. You choose whatever you want to do on something. You could do interviews. And we're going to talk about that, like I said. Uh, but don't debate. Don't be that person. Don't go on there looking to say, we're going to have a debate and I'm going to win in the end. That's not how conversations work. Right. Right? That's, <laughs> it's not really that interesting to listen to. It's very clearly, how you want to it? like it, it's a fight from the onset. And the listener, it's transparent to the listener. Right. If you want, you can have a structured panel discussion. And in that situation, you can have people who have deferring viewpoints. But it's not necessarily productive to have it as a kind of competition with a winner and a loser. You can have people exchange their viewpoints, maybe come to some conclusions that they would not have otherwise made independently of each other. And that kind of thing can be very helpful. But if it deteriorates into a kind of argument with people talking over each other and just general (laughs) chaos, then it's not fun to listen to. And it just is it's not helpful maybe it's a little utopian to think of it that way but (laughs) you know in today's society maybe you don't want to talk about centrism and all that jazz however i think there's a place 
for it in these kinds of conversations. You can all come together and share some information and just share a cool conversation. Whatever you choose for a format of your show, just start doing it. Because suddenly you'll be doing it for a year and someone's going to draw you a fan art of you guys doing it for a year. And that's, that's just so fun. <laughs> we started doing it because we enjoy talking to each other about this. And we threw it out there not really knowing or caring that anyone was going to tune into it. We just wanted to do it for ourselves. Oh, someone actually cared that yeah. we were doing it. That was, that was really fun. Uh, and then one day, maybe you'll be interviewing Todu Furia. Uh, maybe you know him as the voice of Yamcha or Amaro Ray or uh, I'm watching KOR again right now, Kyosuke in that series. You just find yourselves in these incredible situations because you said, hello, friend, let's talk about Dragon Ball on the internet. That was amazing. Yeah. All right. Julian, you are not the host of the show. Not exactly. I, I'm the person who gets patched in from away. So don't look, don't look at the screen. What do you think I do? Um, well, you decide what we're going to talk about. You outline the program and usually you look for our input, but sometimes, uh, you come to me and I, it's just already done. Um, <laughs> You ask my opinions on certain things. You're usually el- trying to elicit specific lines of conversation that we're going to be continuing on. Right. Um, and sometimes we just sort of shoot the breeze a little bit beforehand, which helps generate ideas that we're going to use later in yeah. that segment. Uh, but basically, you're kind of the person who ties it all together in between different segments and yeah. just uh, bringing different people to the table, the proverbial table. Cause, That's right. Yeah. Well, we actually do have we have two tables. I'm so excited that we have two tables. <laughs> yeah, we walked in this morning and there was that table and we were a little bit concerned. Like, I have microphones. What do I do with them? <laughs> so first thing you got to decide, is it just going to be you? Hmm, probably not. Maybe you want to have a co-host. Who's going to be your co-host? Why are they going to be your co-host? It's cool if you have a friend that you like talking to, but if you don't really have a great chemistry together, or you haven't really you know, jived with each other on what you want to talk about, it's going to sound a little awkward. Uh, you got to arrange the recording schedule. And let me tell you, time zones are really fun when someone's in Japan, someone's in the UK, you're on the East Coast, someone else is on the West Coast. Isn't there some like internet community time thing that people have agreed on? Maybe we need to adopt that because... Yeah. It is difficult. I mean, you always miss it. However, you have to be on top of it. You got to figure it all out. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, segments from the period where I'm in Japan where you can very clearly tell that I'm up past my bedtime. Yeah, he was two hours late to getting to it. It's all good. Uh, you mentioned notes. Yeah, you, you probably want to come up with some kind of outline. You don't want to be reading the script of your podcast while you're recording it. It's going to sound like you are recording the script to your podcast. Right now, I am not reading the script to a podcast because it would sound like I was reading the script to a podcast. Know your source material. What are you going to talk about? Well, you probably already know what you're going to talk about. So just go with it. Have an outline. Have some bullets. Make sure you're roughly following what you want to talk about. But don't just read off of it. Uh, Make sure your recordings are recording. Uh, I'm pretty sure I hit play. I'm not going to alt tab to confirm. I'm just going to roll with it. There have been many an episode where... I'm the one who realizes 10 minutes in, whoops, I didn't hit record on that one. Collect all the materials, post editing. We'll talk about that yep. a little bit, what there is to collect from people. You got to edit the show. You got to produce the show. And also know how to troubleshoot if something might go wrong. And it will. <laughs> It'll definitely go wrong. Uh, and then at the end, you have to post it. That's whether it's a blog or you're hand coding an RSS feed or you're just putting it up on a website. We'll talk a little bit about that stuff too. All right. We call this podcasting tips and tricks. Let's talk about the tips and tricks. Anyone remember Tips and Tricks magazine? Yes. Thank you. 
Talk about interviews first. It is extremely difficult to interview people. First thing, just ask. You really have nothing to lose. Uh, there have been, we put in for Fudia, and it was, we didn't expect to get it because they weren't really taking many uh, interviews at that convention. But they confirmed it for us, and if we didn't ask, we wouldn't have been able to interview him. People have asked us <laughs> to talk with them about things, and I'm always so appreciative when, when people want to talk to us, but they're, they're like, oh, I can't believe that I was able to get you. And I'm like, because you asked. <laughs> no one ever asked us to talk about things, and, and people are very appreciative when you do ask for their, for their input and uh, th their stance on things. A lot of Absolutely. times, it's just... You think people are unattainable. They're not. They are happy to hear from you, and they're happy to share their opinion on things. Yeah. And if, if they say no, then okay. Okay. Well, you've learned that you didn't get them. You can move on to the next person. Yeah. Ask mm. somebody else. Yeah. You know, uh, there's no harm in, in asking. Do your homework. Know who you're talking to. I mean, it's kind of basic, but I've listened to many an interview where the person clearly doesn't quite know who it is they're talking to, and they'll either miss some... Um, you don't want to go, oh, you forgot to mention this. You forgot to mention this because you, know, you can go down that road forever. But when you're listening, you're going, you really don't know what you're talking about with this person, do you? That person's audience is going to catch on to that real quick. Oh, yeah. They're going to have words with you. <laughs> and this is not limited to podcasts. It can happen even on like mainstream TV shows and things. Yeah. I clearly remember years upon years ago, it was The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, and he was interviewing Kurt Vonnegut an author perhaps you've heard of. It was clearly uh, apparent as the interview went on that he hadn't read the book that yeah. he was on there to promote. And the audience really caught on to that. And he eventually came on and apologized several days later for that fact. And uh, it, it really can potentially harm your credibility, but also yeah. it's, it's kind of an insult to the interviewee if you're not up on them yeah you know you don't want to go too deep you don't want to say oh in episode seven you said blah 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 but maybe you should have said blah. don't do that <laughs> like there's a there's a middle ground to find on yeah. this stuff for sure you, you should know at least what you're talking about and why you're asking these specific things yeah. you know you don't don't creep them out but right yeah have questions but do be prepared to go off script because they're gonna answer a question in a way that you didn't expect and this is the difficulty of hosting an interview. You need to listen to what they're saying, respond to what they're saying, know what you were going to say next, but actually respond to what they said, all the meanwhile thinking about all of this and still talking at the same time. It is extremely difficult. Uh, you have to practice doing that, um, but you got to be ready to go in any direction that they send you in because right. you've brought them on for a reason. They have stories to tell. Let them tell their stories. Don't mm, kind of cut them off before right. the important part. But it, it could be very well that they introduce an interesting angle that you hadn't thought of. And yeah. you should be prepared to maybe follow up on that, continue down that line and get some more interesting information out of it. Yeah. Just don't leave it hanging. Right. And that some of that comes with experience. Some of that comes with, you know, really listening to the person talk. It's tough to actually listen and think about it at the next time. Uh, the audience is tuning in to listen to them. Do not dominate the conversation when you've brought someone else on the show to share their stories. It can be real easy to, well, we just said, do your homework, be prepared to talk about them. You don't want to have it kind of be this contest at the same time to prove that you know everything about this person. You want to really let them 
share their stories while they're coming on. It's hard. You, you just have to practice. Uh, you know, try interviewing friends. Just start there. And if you're your parents, I mean, whatever it takes. Your parents, grandparents have great stories. So you know, start there with them and just kind of move on from there. All right, let's talk about some more real tips and tricks. Did I get the right end? I did on this one. Uh, don't forget also practice. Practice. So at um, the end of every slide, the word practice should be yes. there. All right, so more of these real tips and tricks. Uh, you are an amateur. You're probably not a radio professional. We are not radio professionals. I don't have a radio voice. Julian has a bit of a radio voice here. Why, uh, thank you. But you don't have to sound like you're an amateur. Uh, one of the big things is your recording space. Don't record in an airplane hangar. It's going to sound echoey all over the place. You want like a, a smaller space, a little enclosed space, and put some things up on the wall, and put some pillows up if you have to. Uh, it really makes a huge difference. Or um, like egg crates that you can find at your typical houseware store. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, your microphone and headphone etiquette. Uh, you'll notice as we talk into the microphone, even if I have to go this way, I still kind of like go like this a little bit with the microphone. Know how your microphone records. Uh, Maybe omnidirectional versus unidirectional. Just know how it works and think about that as you're talking. Even if when we do record together, which is rare, but it's lovely when we do, uh, the way my basement is set up, we're not necessarily staring directly at each other. You do have to learn how to have a conversation with someone that you're not looking directly at and still get enough of that body language to, to play off them. It's difficult. Yes. Give me that side glance. Yeah. And don't, don't eat your mic and right. don't, don't get too far away. <laughs> right. It's very tempting. You know, talk like this on the show. You're not going to hear it in the end. You got to get real used to how it sounds. Uh, after you edit yourself for over 10 years, you learn real quick <laughs> what it's like. Uh, and then you have issues with your other people who don't have the best microphone etiquette. <laughs> Headphone etiquette is uh, important too. Uh, when you're doing a podcast, you really want to have over-the-ear headphones as opposed to earbuds. The audio leaks out like mad with your earbuds. You want something a little tighter on there. Uh, it's also important don't blast your audio because even if they are really tight on your ears, it's going to leak out of there. So you got to find a right level. You know, I'll often say to people when they come on, like, I can hear myself. I shouldn't hear myself when we're recording. Uh, that's going to leak through. Multiple audio tracks. This is so important. I'm going to show you some screenshots uh, as we get going a little bit here. Uh, there were two of us. We're in the same room right now. It's great to record to a single audio track because we can play off each other in real time. There is no delay from Skype or Discord as we're talking. It doesn't have to travel anywhere. We can get that glance off of each other and immediately pick up where the other person is talking. There are a lot of benefits to recording with multiple audio tracks when you're separate from each other. Uh, and again, I'll show you some of those screenshots, but you can silence the audio when someone shouldn't be talking. Uh, you can edit a Skype conversation so it doesn't sound like a Skype conversation when someone cuts out in the middle of something. Uh, it's going to happen. Record a backup. Please always record a backup, especially if you're recording with someone online. Uh, it's going to fail and... If you can re-record the episode, that's great. You're always going to miss some of that magic when you re-record an episode. And you're going to try to retell that same joke, and it's not going to land the same way you thought it did the first time. Uh, and so if the content was really, really great that first time, you know, live with it. Live with the, the backup that you've recorded. It may sound like Skype, but so be it. Uh, you can explain that to your audience, too. Right. And just getting back to the point for a minute of the multiple audio tracks. Yeah, yeah. If you think... 
people talking over each other is a problem when they're in the same room. When you have that delay on yeah, the internet, yeah. you get people who start to talk and then realize the other person started talking and then yes. people stop and then wait for the other person and then it, it's havoc. So it, right. it's helpful to be able to edit that out. Yeah, you can edit it. You can silence it, actually. If if the other person decided, I'm just going to power through, I'm going to keep talking, you, know, you otherwise would have lost that. So you can just yeah. keep going there. And uh, with the backup, yeah, very important. Otherwise, you have to end up editing a dance mix of the other person's fragmented audio. Which I've done. I'll do it. Whatever it takes. <laughs> the Robot Julian mix. That's you can, right. You can find on one of the old podcast episodes. <laughs> level your podcast. You're probably talking at different levels, uh, different volumes. You can fix that. And I will show you the magic that fixes all of that. Also, please edit your show. Please edit your show. We are not radio professionals. You're probably not a radio professional, but you can make it sound so much better if you just go in there, spend a little bit of time tweaking the audio, cutting cutting that's not a word cutting the silences a little bit here and there absolutely even if you think that you're a pretty fluent speaker in normal situations if you go back and listen to yourself yeah you'll hear a lot of uh i know what his uh looks like by visual cue on a waveform <laughs> that's really really scary but i can do that with everyone now yeah so even the most practiced public speaker will get some benefit out of editing out those unintentional pauses yeah let me give you one of those super secret tips and tricks. Learn when you're saying ah uh, or um. Stop saying it. Let yourself be quiet for a second or two. It is so much easier to edit that way because you will visually see as you're going through where that momentary brain fart was. It's so much easier than just assuming that everything you see on the waveform is actual talking. It's probably not. Uh, I, I learned that early on and it really helped. I say that while I'm saying, uh, right here in person, but so be it. I struggle with it sometimes. He doesn't always edit it out either. I think he's trying to send me a message. Right. So we're going into meme territory here. So recording solo, it's basic. You're recording a Skype conversation. All right, now you're getting somewhere. You got some co-host, you're going. Now you're recording your local audio tracks. That's amazing. You've jumped up so much. You're doing all of that. You've recorded the local tracks and you have a backup. That is amazing. But then you do noise removal and balance the audio and you edit your show. You sound like nothing else out there. Uh, I've always said, who wants to listen to people talk about Dragon Ball online? That sounds awful. As a Dragon Ball fan, that sounds awful. I do not want that. I want someone to tune into our show and say, these people not only know what they're talking about, but they sound good too. That's crazy. That shouldn't happen. That, that has no right to sound that way. Uh, and that's something you can do no matter what you're talking about. Uh, people hear that audio quality and you will get someone listening earlier and longer with better audio quality than you ever could have expected. I've actually listened to shows that I didn't like longer because the audio quality was good and I was driving. You know, I need something that sounded good. So I don't know what that says about us, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but if you think about if it sounds like they're speaking through like a phone that's maybe they're driving through a tunnel or something, it's like, you know, that's really frustrating to listen to, especially if their signal periodically has some issues yeah. and then it's like, I want to concentrate and they're making it hard for me. Don't make it right. hard for the listener. Yeah, you want to ease them in as much as possible. Let's talk about multiple audio tracks. So this is what it looks like. Uh, this is Audacity. Uh, we'll talk, if you want to talk about programs, we're happy to. But 
Audacity is free. I mean, whatever you, you have GarageBand on a Mac, you can use that. If you have a Adobe Audition, you can use that. Whatever. We'll record separately, and Julian will send me his audio track after we're done recording. He'll literally send me a wave or a high-quality MP3, and I'll drop it underneath my own. To elaborate on that, you can use things like Dropbox. You can yeah, use yeah. Google Drive. Google Drive. It's super easy. What, whatever works. Sometimes you can get your instant message program to cooperate, but sometimes it doesn't Skype like is that. awful with it. <laughs> Early on, I would do things like, all right, let's clap on three. So I can one, two, three, and we'll both clap at the same time. We'll line up the audio tracks. I've been doing this so long. <laughs> I can just kind of intuitively slide the tracks along to line them up. Because we don't hit record at exactly the same time, even when we say we do. But you'll get into a flow with it, and you'll know how to just drag things along and, and make it sound right. Uh, after you're done talking, especially if you're doing something over Skype, you'll, you'll see that little bit delay. I know that when we do the opening to our show. So we'll say something like this is uh, welcome to the Konzenshu. The podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Konzenshu. Right. I know I'm going to say what I'm going to say the instant he stops saying what he's saying. So even if it's a Skype recording, I know this goes here. I can just start editing and it's going to line up perfectly. This allows you <laughs> to do that. So let's talk about some of the other benefits of uh, recording with multiple audio tracks. You may notice there in that top track, it's probably a little hard to see, but there are a couple little blips there. That's because I'm recording in my basement. You know, someone starts to dishwasher, then the, the pipes start clanking. The cats uh, start the cats scratching start at the door. Calling after, let me in. We want to talk on the show too. So you're <laughs> going to see little blips here and there. Uh, for the most part, you could let that go. Uh, the person talking on the other track is going to cover that up. That's not good enough for me. So what I'll do is I will go through each of those segments. This is why it takes me usually a couple of days to get a show out. I will manually silence each of those sections. There are automated processes that will do some of this for you. Uh, there's a Discord bot out there called Craig. Uh, there's a paid version uh, that they do through Patreon that will automatically silence tracks and level tracks for you and will give you an Audacity project file in return that is ready to just listen to and assume you're ready to go. I like having a little bit more control on things because maybe I didn't want to quite silence that part. But this is that like 0.1% that you can do on your shows to really have it sound great. I breathe heavy into the microphone a lot. That's just me. My microphone picks up everything. So even though it looks like it's a, a little nothingness there. Yep. No, it's not. <laughs> and I have allergies. I sneeze. I cough. Exactly. I clear my happen. throat. Right, right. You might start coughing. Your wife might start talking to you in the background. Some of, yeah, again, one of your cats. kids might come in, you know. I want to talk on the show. Yeah. Well, you can silence that out. And if you were having a good conversation, if, you know, person three or four had something good to say, you don't have to lose that entire segment there while you were doing it. Right. Not not everybody has that, you know, stealth mom who comes to snatch up the, the toddler in the background <laughs> while you're online. Also slip the Doritos under the door. Is that how that works? <laughs> All right. What else can you do when you have multiple audio? You don't need multiple audio tracks. You have one track. You can edit your show. So this is an actual real life example of us talking on Skype and what it looks like. That space that I've highlighted in between is after one person finished talking and then the next person did immediately start responding to them, but that's what it looks like. You can cut that and it's going to sound like far more natural of a conversation because when we're talking, we don't stop talking. And then start talking after. That just doesn't happen. Uh, but you can make it sound a little more natural. You don't want to go 
exactly like this is actually probably a little bad. You don't want to go right to the edges of them because then it sounds like you're talking like this and then you immediately start talking on the other. other the, 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 don't the, hit your microphone. <laughs> that, that sounds a little unnatural. So you and also when you start to like that. Yeah. When you start to trip over yourself as well, it's useful to cut that out. Yeah, yeah. You can edit yourself. You're not just editing the fact that you have multiple people. Uh, we'll often do this where we just know at this point, if you start saying the same sentence again, all right, Mike, just cut out <laughs> those five right. seconds before. It's clear that was uh, you know, an unfinished yes. thought that I'll start again. Right. But, you know, make sure to phrase it that way, because if you just say we're going to cut that out right, he usually leaves it in. I do. <laughs> Don't tell me to edit because I will leave that in for you. Uh I want to talk about this. This is a program called Levelator by the Conversations Network. It's been available for years now. It is actual digital magic. What you do is you just drop a wave to this program. It's available on Mac and PC. It will automatically balance the audio of everything in there. So if you do have background noise, it's going to bring the background noise up a lot. So the best possible product that you give Levelator, it's going to give you in return. But this is perfect for, all right, we're talking online and maybe you did lean back a little bit. It's going to look for those patterns and it's going to match everyone to the exact same level. This is great. I listen to podcasts in the car, like I mentioned, and at the gym as well. There is other noise out there. When you have a perfectly balanced podcast, you can just set your volume and you don't have to babysit it constantly. Right. I don't know if you do that while you're in the car or something, but you notice, you know, I can't hear that person. Let me turn it up. And suddenly the person who does have their volume set just blares in your ears. Not good. Yeah. And even if you have people who talk at the same volume and Mike and I don't, I'm generally more soft spoken than he is. I sing too. So I should know how to do this. But people have their audio levels set differently and yeah. records differently. So when you have those two tracks together, if you don't do anything to it, yeah, it can be really aggravating to listen to. So, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Yes, yes. And you're just constantly oh, playing God, with the volume. So bad. So bad. <laughs> All right, move on a little bit. Publish everywhere within reason. You don't have to go to everything. You, know, you put into Apple's podcast directory. You're mostly going to get to a lot of places. Uh, the key thing, you're going to make an MP3 file in the end. Maybe you're going to make an AAC as well with chapter stops or whatever. Ultimately, you're going to have an MP3 that you put online. It needs to be publicly available. Maybe you're doing a Patreon, but that's a, a separate thing. That's still being driven by an RSS feed. So podcast is an audio file that is available online that is syndicated through a feed that someone can subscribe to. iTunes just does it magically. Uh, there are a lot of apps like Overcast on phones that do it magically. The fact that someone can publish an episode and within moments their program of choice is going to automatically download that episode. It is magical, and that's, that's important. That's kind of the power of podcasts. Um, you can submit to iTunes, like I mentioned. A little screenshot over here is from, I think, the most recent version of iTunes. Go to their podcast directory. Just look for that little link on the side. Submit a podcast. All they're going to ask for is the link to the RSS feed of the show. And if you have a website or a blog, that's going to be very easy to grab. If you use a podcast hosting platform like Libsyn or Blueberry, which I'll mention, they'll very obviously give you that feed. You just dump it in. It has everything it needs to know. It has the album art in there. It has the links to the audio files. It has them all dated. Or you can be insane like me and hand code your RSS feed since 2005 because I didn't <laughs> know how to do it back then. It's like, well... 
we've moved websites in the meantime. So technically, the content you podcast feed is still on the DiZX server because I didn't want to mess up anything and you know, lose a link uh, in the meantime. Google Music is just the same. Maybe it's Google Play. They keep changing their name of where they post podcast episodes. It's super easy to submit. I do want to mention a couple other key places, though. YouTube. Post your podcast on YouTube. Just export it as a video with a single image, if you must. That's what we do. Uh, it can take a lot of effort to go in there. Maybe you want to switch out photos of what you're talking about at that time. For me, it's just exponential more work to get the episode out. I usually want to get it out as soon as I can, so it'll just be uh, a picture of the two of us with our album art on there. You do want to post to YouTube. YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world, owned by the first biggest search engine in the world. <laughs> it's important that you're there. People are looking for material there. Uh, but a show that is just on YouTube is not a podcast. Uh, again, a podcast is an audio file independently available and can be subscribed to. Yeah, you can subscribe on YouTube, theoretically, I guess yeah. these days. They keep making it harder. <laughs> it's the same on SoundCloud. You can easily put up an audio file on there. You can even subscribe to someone's SoundCloud profile, and they have an app that will automatically grab things. The power of a podcast, I, I can't reinforce this enough, is a publicly available RSS feed with audio files that anyone can subscribe to with whatever program they want to use. That, that's what makes it so valuable and so powerful. That's how we were able to do it. And if we had to use some proprietary software in 2005, I wouldn't have done it. It would have been too much work for us to do that. And you don't reach as many people that way. No, no. The fact that it's open is what makes it so powerful. You can submit to Spotify these days. I actually just did this this last week. I have a couple concerns about some of the legalese they have in their agreement about what they're going to do and what they may do. And actually, over the last couple of days, there was this paid podcast platform. They got into a lot of trouble for caching people's files instead of directly accessing them. Again, the power of a podcast is publicly available. Uh, you can submit to any of these, all of these. It's extremely easy to do once you get that, that MP3 up there and, and you get your feed. All right, you want to talk about equipment? We can talk about equipment. <laughs> we have some stuff up there. So these are the two microphones that we use. Uh, the MXL 990 is uh, actually a $100 microphone that is down to like $60 on Amazon lately. Uh, I bought it in, God, I want to say like 2008, and I have been using it ever since. It has never done me wrong. It's uh, what's called a condenser microphone. Uh, which is different than a dynamic microphone, which is what these are. It's just all in the internals of it, the electronics versus the, the actual hardware. It picks up everything. It is an extremely particular microphone. I find that's actually good for me. My voice is not super deep. Uh, there's not a lot of range to my voice, but it does pick it up and it gives it a little bit more richness that you can't hear here in person, but I can real fake it with that microphone and turn in some of my knobs a little bit on the mixer. And uh, it does pick up my dulcet tones fairly well, so I, I can vouch for the low end as well. Yeah, if you have a deep voice, it is perfect for you. We recently upgraded Julian to that microphone as well. Uh, it's great. What I'm actually using here today, these are two SM58s by the company Sure. They have been doing audio forever. These are the standard microphones. If you go to a rock concert, this is the microphone that they are singing into. It is the most versatile microphone on the market. Uh, you can drive a car over it. It will not break. <laughs> it is so incredibly solid. Uh, it's $100. I just bought a second one to make sure that I had enough to record with when I came here. Uh, it sounds great, too. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have the richness of what a condenser microphone might do. 
but it's going to be more versatile for anything that you are doing, which includes coming out in public and doing something like this. It's, it's just going to capture everything. It's a lot uh, more durable. It is. I love this microphone. It's great. Those are the microphones. What do you put them into? You can't just stick it on top of your computer. So these are the extras that we have. This is my old mixer. The post Radio Shack <laughs> mixer. This is uh, a Behringer mixer. It has two inputs on it for these kinds of microphones. I love this. This was something around $60, I think, at the time. Uh, and you saw in the earlier picture, I had like different microphones daisy changed, uh, daisy chained into it. This lasted me so long. I just had a couple instances where Julian was over. My wife is also occasionally on the show. We just have more than two people that are on the show and I needed more inputs. So that's when I upgraded to this guy over here. This is a, a Mackie mixer. It has four, these are called XLR microphones. It very, it's not like the, the quarter inch or the eighth inch that you see with like your headphone jack. It's gotta go big old plug at the end. Uh, and this guy had four of those inputs and that does everything I needed to do. I have no idea what anything else on this mixer does. <laughs> But I plugged in those microphones and they just sound great. <laughs> I turned the knobs a little bit. Like, I don't really know what this stuff does. You can pan it left and right if you want to. I don't know. But I turned it to make my voice a little deeper so it's a little more acceptable on the podcast. Um, but I love it. If you don't need that, if you are a single person talking online, maybe you're talking to other people online. Julian, we just recently got you this. I actually have a friend that I also theoretically sometimes do a music podcast with. His name is Jeff. He first bought this and introduced this to me. This is the most amazing piece of hardware on the planet. This is uh, something by Behringer who does this little mixer over here. It's just an interface. All it does is take a single microphone and goes out USB to your computer. But what makes it so great is that you can adjust the volume within it itself. And it's super cheap. It was like 40 bucks, I think. So between, bad, yeah. Yeah, between this interface here and the microphone, the, uh, the MXL microphone, for 100 bucks, you were good to go with an amazing microphone. Julian, you sound so good on the show these days. I absolutely love it. If you are getting dedicated to doing this for 100 bucks, you are, you are good to go. You're going to sound better than the vast majority of other things out there. So look into those, and I'm happy to share that information with you if you want some links and other things and give it to you. Have we mentioned a pop filter as well? Because that's also vital. You do want those. I have these little foam things on top of these microphones. That's just so when you go, I'm podcasting. It's going to get, did I just spit? That's gross. A little bit around this microphone. It does make a really big difference though for this. It shows up on the waveform. It does. You will see this giant, tiny little line that goes the entire length of the waveform. That is when you're doing your, your plosives there. You can edit around it a little bit. You could do this tiny little fade in and do a bass reduction on it. That'll fake it. It takes a lot of effort to do that every time someone says the letter P on your podcast. Get a pop filter. It's good. And there's some other little things. I have this uh, USB device here over here. Um, the Mackie isn't native USB out, so I just have a little thing that does line out to USB. But again, yeah. if you're a single person, that Behringer... It comes with the USB cord. It yeah. just plugs in. Except my laptop and now his laptop are USB-C, so we right. have a separate adapter <laughs> to do the USB Type 1 to USB Type C. Yeah, think about type that a, if you have a MacBook. Sorry, Type A. We're closing in here, but I do want to talk about, all right, your audio file. You've got it. You know what you're doing. You made it sound great. Where do I put this? You can do a couple things. You can buy your own website and post it on there, which we do. If you just <laughs> want to get into it, 
Uh, you have a couple really cheap options. Libsyn has been available for years. They are super cheap. Um, Blueberry is uh, another one. They have different levels. If you just want to do a really short show, maybe you're doing like a 20-minute show, it's like five bucks a month. If you're doing a weekly show that's maybe around an hour, it's going to be a little bit more expensive, but they give you all the space you need for whatever price point you want to do. You can just get your audio file out there. And that's why I say you can't just put it on YouTube. You can't just put it on SoundCloud. The MP3 does have to live somewhere. These are good places for it. Uh, but then you have to have a site that runs it. Just start a free WordPress blog. That's going to create your RSS feed for you. It's going to do everything automatically for you. A lot of people run their uh, podcasts off of Tumblr as well. Tumblr is going to recognize the, the MP3 that you link in there. Whatever it is just has to create that feed. And I know RSS is long forgotten, but that, that is the underlying technology that lets you subscribe to it. That's Bubba Trunks. You have any questions for Bubba Trunks? <laughs> yes. Um, I'm planning to start my own podcast. Great. Uh, Quick question. Um, look, I'm, try, I'm having trouble looking for like a recording space. Yeah. What would be a good starting location like? Do you have a closet? It sounds ridiculous. Do you have a closet? Uh, yeah. All right. You can leave the door open, but just put your microphone in the closet on a little table. That's going to give you enough of that surrounding area to cut that noise a little bit. And it's going to be a little awkward and maybe you don't have a laptop, you know, wire things pretty far away. That's a good starting point. I also have a follow-up question. What about sure. if I have multiple people with the podcast as well? Mm -hmm. gonna be it is tough because you want everyone to sound as best they can. Not everyone is going to sound <laughs> as best they can. But it's important to impress upon them that you need to record in as best a space that you have. Uh, have them listen to other shows. Have them figure out, all right, why does this show sound good? What, what do I think they're doing? And when something sounds bad, why does it sound bad? Does it sound like they just have lots of echoes going on around them? Are they far away from the microphone? Is someone recording their episode like this? That's all really important. Yeah. Um, Are they getting feedback from somewhere? Is there something that's... Contributing to Yeah, is there some badness? sort of machinery that's coming on while they're... Is there on? a hum in the background? I haven't technically ever asked anyone to do this. I would love, all these years later, to ask one of the other guys to edit the show for a week. See what it's like. That'd be a lot of swearing. I think. <laughs> because once you edit the show, you know for sure what it is you want out of other people. And you will be able to articulate that to them real quick. So just do some test recordings. Do, do a couple episodes that you don't actually release to the public. Just figure out what it sounds like, what you can do different. You can even record the same topic several times in a row. Just you know, try to get it right. Yes. Do you keep your white noise in? It really depends on it. So in a situation like this, where it's a live space obviously uh it would be a lot of work to cut that all out and have it sound natural i'm probably not going to do that on this if you can't hear the question was about white noise um for our normal recording i don't i i do noise removal on the on the tracks um audacity has some fairly competent built-in noise removal uh, i'll typically ask people before we record a show stop talking for five seconds and i'm going to sample that audio as a noise removal and if it's not good enough I will do that entire manual silencing out of everything. Uh, I think it's important. I, I think it's, like I said earlier, that extra 0.1% that makes your podcast sound better than other people's podcasts. Right. I, it means a lot to me. And just, just to be clear, the several seconds of not of, talking of nothing. is to get a baseline. So it's not necessarily yeah. going to be perfectly silent, but if you get what the baseline level of background noise is, yeah. and then you can compensate for that. It's easier to work. So if we stop talking for a second, 
you hear that. I mean, the, the air is going. That's at a volume that is probably pretty workable. I, I could do something like that. You can get really aggressive with the noise removal, and it's gonna. It's called audio artifacting, and it just sounds almost like someone is talking on Skype, and you're going to hear a little warbly to it. Uh, it might cut out a little bit. You don't want to get too aggressive because <laughs> you've gone from someone who's not recording a Skype conversation to someone who sounds like they're recording a Skype conversation. So you right. got to find a good level for it. It's doable, though. Right. That said, you should, especially if you're if you're doing something that's just over the internet, it, it, that's not in a live setting, you want to try and minimize the background noise to begin with. Yeah, turn so, off your fan, turn off, I know it's hot in the summer, turn off your air conditioner. You look, can, I suffered through it while I was living in Japan, and summers <laughs> in Japan can be pretty brutal. You can do it, it's totally possible to do, and just have some water handy when you're done, yeah. you'll live through it. Um, so sometimes you guys have like a little outtake at the end, Yeah. and you, you said you edit out a lot. What is goes into the decision to say, hey, I'm going to keep this in the show. This is a point I didn't talk about, but this is one of those tips and tricks. You are not as funny as you think you are. Most anime fans are not funny, let's be honest. All right, so (laughs) if I think that my friends are being funny, I might keep it in a little bit. If I say something absolutely ridiculous and I'm like, all right, you're dumb, but that's kind of funny, I'll throw it at the end. I I think it helps helps humanize you to some degree. Uh, when you listen to podcasts for a, a really long time, you, you kind of get into this weird one-sided friendship. And I think that helps break that barrier a little bit. It's like, we're dumb too. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just if, said something stupid. If you listen to some of our older episodes, you'll hear we're a little bit sillier. We yeah, have yeah. inside jokes, which won't come across if you're just listening for that yeah. episode. Just It sounds like we're being weird. And I, th- I think that's something that comes with perspective as well. Yeah. I mean, if you go back to anything that you've been involved in for a very long time with the benefit of years of experience, uh, you'll realize that a lot of the things that you were up to when you were younger just weren't that right. good. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting experience coming back to a convention after many years away and seeing things that you know that you yourself have been guilty of in the past. From... You're going in a different direction with this answer. This <laughs> okay, point. this is not about podcasting <laughs> this anymore. This is not an old answer. <laughs> so it's... Uh, these... Sattler and Waldorf, answer your questions here. <laughs> these days, it's really a combination of, all right, I'm just editing the show. Do I feel like putting things aside to then later recombine? Like That's a lot of work. But if there's a 30-second segment of, I think that was stupid and fun, I'll throw it at the end. Uh, I don't go out of my way to create that stuff. So that's going to sound forced. It's going to sound like I'm trying to be funny. And legitimately, no, I'm not funny. I'm just stupid. I think that's what those things are. Uh, but I like those a lot. I wish we had more of them. But I think if we had more of them, it would be obvious and a little transparent there. You had a question? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm on a podcast right now with uh, two people and... Uh, one of them, he's the editor, pretty much, and he's sure. always concerned about going under an hour for the podcast. Yeah. Is there like a key time frame that it should be? Or the best time length for your podcast is whatever it is. Uh, like, there's no real answer for that. Uh, again, beauty of a podcast, it can be whatever you want it to be. I have a really long commute, so sometimes I appreciate something like the Giant Palmcast, which can be three hours long. You know, I'm ready. I, I'm in it for that three-hour conversation. We can talk about whatever. Don't belabor the point, though. Don't keep repeating yourselves to get to that hour-long mark. It's okay if you're below that. You will find that magical point. 
I feel like we just naturally always end up a little under an hour. It's weird yeah. how it, that. It's kind of part of its experience. Yeah. Part of it is uh, being able to stay on topic. It, that's one of the benefits of editing is that you can edit out extraneous yeah. conversation that doesn't go anywhere, or maybe people thought there would be an interesting avenue of conversation that yeah, but there sort wasn't. of petered out. People want to listen to something for longer if it continues to stay yeah. focused and on topic. That doesn't necessarily mean that you need to cut out every last bit of personal conversation because right. a little bit humanizes you to the audience mm. and helps uh, paint a fuller portrait of you as a person. Yeah. But if it just gets entirely into inside baseball, then it's not helpful right. and you should really just cut that out and stay on what you're supposed to be talking about. I, I would push back a little bit. I would say, why? Why do we need to be at that line? What, what's so magical about that? Try to dig a little deeper and it's, all right, were we just not talking about anything uh, or were we not talking enough about something dig deeper and just get some outside feedback as well on the show not just from the editor the editor is important they have important things to say about it um but there's probably something else to that yeah uh we'll put your podcast on reddit you can the reddit's not gonna you can't subscribe to an mp3 through that but if there's a community that is about that topic matter that is willing to accept uh fan submissions like that like uh, a lot of the ones we follow they're like don't post your YouTuber videos. Don't post your own personal projects. Don't post your fan art. It can really be seen as this kind of like gratuitous self-promotion. But if you find the right community that is interested in that material and is willing to accept it, by all means, you know, look for people who are interested in the topic matter you're working on. There's often subreddits specifically designed yeah. for fan submission. Exactly. And again, if you if you build up a, a listener base, they might post it there for you. They'll submit it for you. And then you don't have to worry about self-promotion. Right. <laughs> We're at 728. Um, you know, we'll take another question or or not, or we can just close up shop and still keep talking anyway. Yeah. With, with using multiple sound files, yeah. uh, how, were, how were you able to do that? I was so I will record in Audacity. Julian in New York will also record just himself in Audacity. And then when we're done recording, he sends me his audio file and you can just drag them into Audacity itself and it'll go one, two, three, and then you can move them back and forth to line them up. It's, it's actually really easy and it sounds a little daunting, but you just get a WAV file, just drag it into the program. It's great. Just record yourself. He'll record himself. Put them on top of each other. It's magic. Um, also, about the, the person who uses Discord, like a device like that. So you can. So you can record over Discord. You will do the exact same thing. So one person will record themselves. Another person will record themselves. Uh, I mentioned a, a separate app. It's called Craig, like the man's name, Craig. Uh, that'll record just like you're recording a Skype conversation. Craig will actually independently record all the audio tracks itself. And give you a program. I only use that as a backup, though, because it's it's not recording their local track. It's recording what comes through the internet to them. But it's a good backup, and it's a good guide if you're like, I, I don't know how to line this up. Let me just drag it in on top of it and try to figure out the best place for it. Right. So. And the reason that you don't want to use that conversation as a backup is because, you know, connections can vary. And if you've ever had an experience where you're chatting online and the other person's connection breaks up, that's going to come through if you're recording what actually comes filtered through online. Yeah. So you want the local track so it's what the person is actually saying. What it, what it really sounds like in that yeah. room. So, so, so I'll just follow me. Yes. So basically, you were, talk, you were talking... 
we load up. Yeah, we load up Skype. We just talk. On my computer, I have Audacity open, and I'm recording just myself. He has Audacity open, and he's recording just himself. So even though we're talking on Skype, I do record the Skype backup in the meantime, but I'm using those Just Us audio tracks. Um, you mentioned using one track when you guys are in the same yeah. Is that just a preference thing? You can do it. If you do multiple audio tracks, you're probably going to pick up the other person on that microphone because even though I'm not talking into this microphone it's still going to pick me up a little bit so you're going to have like duplicated audio in those tracks that you're going to be editing around and have some artifacting around that uh, if you're in the same room it re I really feel like it doesn't make any sense to use anything other than single audio track and that way because you're all in the same room if you do start talking over each other be like stop it um, let me start talking over again you have that real time kind of reaction to be able to do that yeah. 731 we're done all right. Well, Thank you, everyone, for showing up. Yes. Do you mind if I just take a quick little photo just to, to prove that we were here? So thanks. Yeah, we appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, this is our first time here at this convention. Uh, I remember this area back when it was Anime Next, and I didn't even realize that this convention was here for the last year or so. Uh, so it was super cool to come on down here. If you happen to like Dragon Ball and you want to listen to us talk about Dragon Ball, we would love to have you tune in to, to that show. Maybe you'll learn something new. Uh, thank you. Uh,